0: It's the Jonah Sugar Show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes, it's makeup, it's wigs, it's it's video games, it's movies, it's it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's it is about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded The Jonah Sugar Show. Yes. Oh god, this voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need it. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Sugars. Yes. And welcome to the Donna Sugars Show. Oh, yes. So, darlings, it has been a little while (laughs) that you guys have heard my voice. And I thought I would tell you guys about it. I thought I would kind of tell you kind of what's been going on with me. Uh, So, for anyone who doesn't know me, hi, my name is Donna Sugars. If you're coming in now, welcome. Um, If you heard me on... (laughs) The amazing uh, Gayish Podcast, uh, bless you, welcome um, I will definitely, <laughs> I will say that this episode is not going to be the normal episode of the Donna Sugar Show Because this is me kind of getting some stuff off my chest, talking to you guys in a very real way And then um, the silliness and all that will be back in another episode So, I will tell you that it has been too long uh, since I've done an episode And every time I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit down tonight and I'm going to record an episode I would start getting stressed about it. And then I would start to say, well, what am I going to talk about? And how am I going to get everything into this time? And I'm going to have to edit it and I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to deal with my roommate. And I let myself get so stressed. Every single time it came time to record an episode that I would start to freak out. And then I'd be like, I'll do it another night. I can't. I just can't do it. I'm just too stressed out about it. And I got myself into that terrible circle where it just kept happening. And when you do a podcast by yourself like this, you don't have anyone else to support. You don't have that. I'm not going to say I, I'm not going to say I don't have people that are supportive. You don't have anyone else to be like, "Hey girl, it's recording night." Someone else to rely upon. You only have yourself. And you have the love of your listeners, which I've gotten a lot of really supportive messages lately. So, all of those out there who have messaged me, darlings, I love you. And and I'm sorry. Um, I can only apologize. This does happen. It happens to me uh, because I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, I will talk a lot about it, but I want to say I reached a point that my stress at work just kept compounding on itself, and I felt myself starting to have panic attacks. Um, And panic attacks like I used to have years and years ago, back when I was in my 20s that I thought were long behind me. And I started having these moments that I'm sure there's a name for it, um, but I felt like I had like really high highs and really low lows and anger and sadness and happiness. And it was all very quick and all sudden, there was no like slow progression. It was like, bam, I'm angry. And there was nothing to set it off. I was just angry. Um, and it came to head a few times. I <laughs> I blew up on my friends, uh, and my friends were very upset with me. And it was crushing. <laughs> it was not pleasant. Uh, so I began speaking with a psychiatrist, and a psychiatrist has put me on some medication. Now, I don't know what I said in the last episode. I will admit it has been a while. So if this is information I talked about last episode bless you <laughs> for having to hear it again so I'm putting on the I'm, I've been put on these two pills um, one of them is Prozac <laughs> I mean and Prozac is an antidepressant and it treats multiple things uh, such as major depressive disorder uh, OCD or obsessive-compulsive disorder um, it's also used to treat bulimia and panic disorders and then something called premenstrual disorder Disorder, which I'm guessing um, from just the premenstrual, I'm guessing lady, uh, a lady issue, um, and then the other pill um, is hydroxyzine, <laughs> or brand name Atarax, uh, which is an antihistamine. So it's an allergy pill. And I was like, why are you putting me on an allergy pill? Like, I take allergy pills during the allergy season. Uh, but my doctor says it also helps with anxiety. Uh, and I'm like, anxiety? And he said, this pill has actually been very good at treating people who have panic attacks. Um, so I, he said, when you start feeling really anxious, take one of these. And it will help. And... It has. (laughs) And it's weird. Uh, It's a wonderful uh, feeling. Like, knowing that you have that sport. I will say that before I reached out for help, I was self-medicating. And my way of self-medicating was to partake in recreational marijuana, um, which is legal. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, For those people who use that, bless you. Um, But I needed to talk to a professional. And <laughs> I use a system called Teladoc that I have through my work um, that is open to anyone and it is online, either video or phone calls. Um, you can't be prescribed any heavy narcotics, but, uh, these pills are all something that I can get prescribed to me. They send it right to my pharmacy and I go pick them up. So it's, it's been a lot and they've helped and it's been, <laughs> About six weeks, and I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel more in control than I have in a long time, and it feels good. and the stress on work just kept compounding and it's not that I have a hard job. I will say that I do not have a hard job, but stress compounds itself. and then when you don't feel you have support from your leadership or you don't feel you have support from your technical support team um, and You find yourself apologizing to people for the inaction or incompetence of other people. Um, it takes its toll and you feel like you don't know what to do. And, and even though it could all be in your head, um, you could be over-exaggerating a situation like that mental state, it builds and it really (laughs) crushes down on you. So, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> I know that I I took it to a place that nobody really wanted to go, and I'm sorry. Uh And, darlings, I love you all, but I really – I just – I needed to tell you about that. So let me tell you about what else is happening. I'm not going to be doing a full episode. Um I am kind of working on a thousand things at once here, but I'm going to kind of talk to you and tell you guys what I think I want to start doing with the episodes, and you guys can tell me how you feel. So <laughs> the big thing is that – um Theater is coming back. Uh, uh, we're really trying to bring theater back. And because that has been a safe space, that has been a, a place for us to have a creative outlet and help us. Um, it's a great place for dealing with depression and anxiety, being around people. Ultimately, being around people and performing for others can be such a lethargic feeling. Um, it's, it's like people who are touch starved. And I understand. Now, I... I... Don't like physical contact with people. Uh, Unless you're my friend, I'm like i a very huggy person with my friends. (laughs) But if I don't know you, don't touch me. Uh, Or if I were uh, a light acquaintance, don't touch me. Uh, But I I love to hug a friend. So I understand. uh, I do and I don't understand being touch-starved. But I do understand not being able to talk to anyone, not being able to have interactions with anyone. And COVID has really been difficult for a lot of people. So uh, when theater came back, a lot of people came and said, like, we want to perform. We don't care what it is. Like we're, and so we did a cabaret. And we had this uh, a large group of people that wanted to come and perform. And we put on this show. And at first we were saying, okay, the venue can hold 120 people. We don't want to fill it because of COVID. So we'll do like 50 or 60 people. And then, and then we started doing pre-sales. And we blew through that number. And then suddenly it was like, uh, we're at 70 people. We really should start cutting off tickets. And then before we could full-on sell out like we're closing it down, we were at 75, then we had 80 people show up. (laughs) So um, people wanted to get out. They wanted to be around it. And the show was brilliant, and the, the performers were so good, and I couldn't help but just be so happy. There was one moment I feel terrible for. This young guy, this new guy named Liam, who is gorgeous, just gorgeous, and straight, obviously super straight, because I find him gorgeous. Uh, That's how it works in the universe. Uh, (laughs) He was singing, okay, first of all, he's singing Maria from West Side Story, which I'll tell you right now is a hard fucking song to sing. Oh, and he was, oh, so good. Oh, I was moist. Oh, so good. The puddles. Oh, God, you needed a mop after you sing it. Halfway through, the track cuts out. And everyone's dirty looking me because I'm running the sound because that's, yeah, because that's what I do. Um, The track is corrupted and cuts off halfway through. So he was the last song before intermission. So our hostess gets up and she's like, well, um, obviously we're having technical issues. We're going to go take an intermission. We'll come back. Uh, I'm going to learn how to have my name changed legally to Maria. And then we're going to try this again. And like someone in the audience is like me too. Like we, everyone was loving this performance. So we found another track online. We were able to play that. He was able to do it. Oh, so good. Um, Other than that, I think it went pretty well. (laughs) Um, I kind of wish I had auditioned to sing something, but at the same time, it's been so long. I was so afraid to, Um, but (laughs) I don't know. Like I, I'm going to audition for the next one. Um, but, From there, we moved right into our next production, which is uh, our kind of Halloween show, which is uh, Vintage Hitchcock, a live radio play. And when I said we should do this, it'd be very easy to do in the venue that we currently have available to us. um, Everyone voted on it and said, oh, okay." And by the way, Donna's directing it. It's like, oh, well, I said I do in the future want to direct a show. But like. Like, the first show back, this is a lot. (laughs) So um, I agreed to do it. I started freaking myself out, of course. Uh, And then my dear friend Corey was like, I'll help you. It's like, okay, great. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to step on your toes. I will jump in and do whatever you need me to do. And I said, okay, I'm a podcaster. Audio is what I'm good at. I'm good at that. uh, That is what I enjoy doing. So let me handle the voice performance side of it. I want you to help work on the physicality, what they should be doing when they're doing this. Um, so with a radio play, anyone who's ever heard to a live, honestly, anyone who's lived, listened to a live radio drama or listened to this pod, a podcast, um, really great radio dramas out there. Welcome the Night Vale. Um, there was one, The Two Princes, which is so cute. Um, some of those like scripted dramas, that are telling a story where you're not just having a conversation with Donna Sugars like this. um, It's an actual scripted story. Um, That's a lot. That's a radio play in essence. Uh, Now the difference is, is that the old radio plays of the old days had Foley artists and Foley artists. Their only job was to make the sounds. Is someone walking down the street with a cane? Well, the footprints on the cobblestones and the cane that was being made by a Foley artist. So, This is the glory days of Hitchcock and Cecil B. DeMille and um, Vincent Price, these amazing performers who you all know, you've heard those names, um, but they got their starts in these kind of radio dramas. This is pre-television. So Hitchcock was the master of these. So I have a group of actors who are playing actors in the 1940s putting on scripted radio dramas from this imaginary theater, which is going to be at, at the Elk's Lodge. <laughs> uh, so they're all working. Um, and immediately I was like teaching them, like, my thing is, guys, there's two, sta- there's two stages with you. When you are on stage, you are acting the entire time. But you're acting with two different settings. There's active and passive. And so when you are in front of the microphone, delivering lines, part of whatever the current radio show is, you are active. When you are not, you are passive. You are still in character, still being that actor on stage, but you're not just staring off into space. You're doing whatever it is your character has designed, and there's a certain level of improv to that. So that has really been what uh, Corey has been working with them on. Well, I've been helping on the voice side and I wasn't sure how it was going to work because I will admit I've never done it before. <laughs> and they got their scripts. We started going through stuff and then I started giving them, I started stopping them, asking them to try it a different way. Okay. You're, you're delivering the line this way. Try bringing it down an octave. Try opening up your vowels more. Um, uh, try it with an accent. Okay. Try it without the accent. Okay. Uh, Try doing it more like this. Try a little bit of franticness. Try a little bit more hysterical. Um, And and those little and you tweaked. And what we I've been calling it play. So uh, I've been we split it because there's three stories into two rehearsals. One where we play, and one where we lock down. And lock down is when we really we know what voices we're using. We're getting through. We're getting the emotional state. We're figuring it out. They're taking notes. Play is when we're playing figuring out what voices work. <laughs> there was one point that I literally sent one of our actresses home and said, I need you to go look up Wiggums uh, uh, from The Simpsons, The the Sun. Um, uh, I can't even do the voice. Like It's like really high pitch. It's like, I'm in danger. Like <laughs> So I told her, I told her, go look that up because that may be someplace to draw from. Um, ultimately, we did settle on a voice and, and like – uh, I was working with with one part and I'm like I'm like I don't want an accent here because an accent can cheapen it. I want you to actually just be creepy. So I want you to change your pitch and escalation. I want you to slow it down. I want you to over accentuate and over-enunciate and take it to a place like this. You're on a roller coaster with your tones. And that little like that little bit um makes the part so creepy and it, it immediately works. And, and so we've been having a lot of fun and it's been fun. And I came out after one rehearsal and I literally had Corey tell me, you're really good at this. <laughs> and I tried not to cry, but I was getting emotional about that. I'm like, and, and cause I didn't realize like, it was a ton of fun. <laughs> so we are still a few weeks away. Uh, This week, uh, we are going to be working on the last, which is the longest of the stories, which we did a read through of it on Friday. And I would say that the first story is called The Lodger. And it's about it's kind of a Jack the Ripper, London setting. Someone's killing women. And this guy, who is obviously the killer, rents a room in a house. And so there's a certain level of creep to that where you know who the killer is and it's, and it makes the story great where sabotage is very much a series of events that leads to um, death and then someone going crazy and murdering someone else where the last story, which is called the 39 steps is in essence, it's an action story. It's, um, a, a guy that gets dragged into a situation he should never have been dragged into that will lead to death, or uh, like running from the police and running from the mob. Like it's it's a lot of that, um, but I wouldn't really consider it Hitchcock. I would. I mean, it is a Hitchcock story, but I wouldn't consider it what you know as Hitchcock, where you're dealing with like Psycho and The Birds. Those kind of feelings of, of dark, and, and <laughs> this is very much a, a kind of who. Uh, this is very much one of those. Oh God, I do not know how to describe it. I'm sure that someone out there knows exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, but it's a lot. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, I've really, um, I've been playing world of Warcraft every Wednesday with my friends. Um, I've noticed that th- they don't play as often as they used to. Um, obviously life goes on. I, I do want to play more. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> I will admit a lot of Fortnite. Um, my dear, one of our, my dear friends, uh, we, we helped her get a new computer and uh, we've been able to play our Saturday game night and we had this really amazing uh, game uh, rig. It's called Tabletop Simulator and you can get it, it. It's got a price tag on it. It's 20 bucks, but I tell you, it is 100% worth it. Um, there are some pre-made games in there. There are some homemade games in the community. Any board game that you play, someone has probably made it an emulator on this, this, this tabletop simulator. We were playing one of our favorite board games, which is called Azul, um, which is like ta- taking tiles and to create a mosaic, um, and you can only put so many colors in one row and all that. It's very fun. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so to address a few things, uh, I, I've just been rambling on for 20 minutes, darlings. What I'm thinking about for the future is that I'm going to always tell you how my week is going because that is me kind of venting. If something happened or something good, something bad, um, I will always do two minutes of news except for this week. <laughs> um, and then I will maybe have a small topic, but I will have a larger topic. And ultimately, uh, I'm going to rotate them. So you're not going to have gaming every week. Because I know that some of you have kind of given me flack for it being gaming every week, every week. And I, and I get that. I do. And, and I want to improve. So I will rotate my topics so that you get to have a little bit of everything. Um, I have been playing with makeup <laughs> a lot more lately. So I can definitely, there's lots to talk about there. Um, it's a lot. So... That is going to kind of be what we're going to do. I know someone, a few people online have been asking me about board games uh, privately and through uh, uh, messages on social media. Um, I love board games. I (laughs) definitely have some recommendations there, and I can tell you about them. I would love to get into that. Um, I want to have more guests. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be rotating through a few different topics. Uh, I'm going to try to have more guests on to really bring some variety and I'm going to try and get back to the fun of this so that it is less stressful because this podcast shouldn't be stressful a podcast really shouldn't you should enjoy what you're doing and when it starts to feel like a job and you start to have anxiety about it you start to stress about it you have to change or you have to stop and I don't want to stop because I love this. I love doing this. So I'm going to continue as I am. Um, I'm just going to have to adapt. I'm going to have to change. So, uh, I'm not going to leave it there. I want to talk about, um, I was recently on, um, I say recently, a few weeks ago, I was on, uh, the gayish podcast. If anyone does not listen to the gayish podcast, go right now and listen to them don't even listen to the rest of this episode go listen to them they're amazing um it is uh uh, kyle and mike um and kyle and mike their show is called gayish and it's all about being gay but not being not living up to the stereotypes that gay people have and really being queer and and their own identities and i think that um, some people don't get that it's kind of a farce. They don't get that it's a little tongue-in-cheek, that it's a little irreverent. Um, I said that word wrong, and I know I did. Um, it, it, it's a little crass, but it's meant to be. It's meant to point out the stereotypes and the flaws and to laugh at them. Uh, so they choose a topic every week, and they, they stick to one topic every week. And they have an amazing producer who I adore Uh, called Dan. (laughs) I love Dan so much. I want to lick his face. Um, I want to hug Dan so much because I adore him. Um, and he's a baker and he's just amazing. He plays World of Warcraft. um he describes characters in world of warcraft and it makes me so happy um there's mascara bitch which is sylvanas windrunner and because right now she's got like really bad like <laughs> really bad mascara running uh it's it's great i love them all mike um is the one i play world of warcraft mike and dan i play world of warcraft with kyle has no interest and and that's fine um kyle is this Very... Can be very crass when he wants to be. He's very sexual. While at the same time, he has this gentleness for people's emotions. He is so conscious of other people that he wants to make sure that everyone is comfortable. It's a very very self-conscious of being respectful to everyone, which is itself really beautiful and very hard to do. And I have never been that person. And it's very, very difficult for me. Uh, So I appreciate him. Well, at the same time, he's just adorable. He's very sweet. Um, We don't have a lot in common. I will admit (laughs) we really don't. Um, But I still think he's very funny. I think that him and Mike, play off of each other very well and it's a great podcast so then we have to talk about mike for a second and um this is not a love letter to mike but i i'm it's going to sound very sappy mike is a very sweet very caring very loving person he's a very genuine person um he is very strong-willed with his opinions and me and him have very (laughs) so many similarities um, He also does this thing where he goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He always does it three times. And it's a little bit of an aphrodisiac because um he's actively listening to you. And I know that that is something that most of you don't understand. Like, everyone knows that person who will listen to you but is waiting for you to stop talking so that they can start talking. That's not him. He's listening to you, and he's actually paying attention to what you're saying to him, and he will respond as if he had actually been listening and it is incredibly sexy because it's so foreign to me um I, i'm not in love with mike uh I, he's i adore him so much um he's also just a big nerd and you just can't you have to uh, appreciate a, a big nerd love star trek love world of warcraft love him uh, uh I, I i'm not in love with mike he's just a friend um, but I adore him. I, I just, I want to give him and <laughs> Dan a big hug. Kyle does not like physical contact like me, so I completely understand that. Um, but the other two, breaking protocol, girl, give me a hug. Um, love them so much. So Kyle, uh, was going away for a wedding and Mike had asked, would you come and fill in? And I was like, Oh my God. Um, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And, Uh, At first, he's like, well, we were thinking about topics that we know that Kyle wouldn't want to be a part of. Like, he doesn't like Star Trek. He doesn't like World of Warcraft. And I know that you love those things. I'm like, yes, I do. Then it became, well, why don't we just do an episode of Everything Kyle Hates? And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And I thought it was funny. And and when we realized that that was legitimately what the topic was going to be, I was like, oh, okay. So what are the topics? World of Warcraft, Star Trek, beer, and pickles. Now, I don't like beer. I prefer a good cider. Uh, But all the other topics I adore. (laughs) So it was a lot of fun. It was um, nerve-wracking. And what made it worse? Oh, God, here's where my anxiety kicked in. Um, And this is where it got real crazy, is that they always do a segment for their um, Patreon with video and i'm like oh my god that means donna sugars has gotta come out of the closet like donna sugars either donna sugars are gonna show up with a full beard looking like a dude uh or donna sugars is gonna have to fucking put a face on so i pulled all my makeup out of the closet <laughs> and i beat this mug uh, i shaved for the first time in like two years um, I blocked out my eyebrows. I pulled out a wig. I I showed up looking like, I mean, like the Miami sound machine exploded all over me. A little Miss Cleo. I had big dangly earrings. Like, it was a lot. <laughs> and I was playing with this new rainbow palette that I had. And I couldn't decide on which colors I was going to. So I just started layering colors. And then it just came a rainbow uh, explosion on my face. Um, and you know what? Uh, it took me a long damn time. But I missed it. I missed it. it some of it, it and, and I would tell you, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was. It really wasn't great. Um, but I had fun doing it. I missed doing it. So it has become, uh, I've been trying to give myself a little bit. So every day, do a little bit. Every week, put on a full face just to practice. Uh, I want to hear from you. This is really important. I would really love to hear from you. I'm going to leave it here. I want to hear what you think. Um, what would you like to hear? What would you like me to talk about? Do you have a topic you want me to talk about? Tell me about it. Give me directions. What What do you want to hear from me? Because um, i I would love to to I would love to give it to you. Give it all to you. Uh, I would love to give you whatever it is that uh, would make you happy. Because I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> Uh, So, darlings, I'm going to leave it there I will be back next week Um, It is early enough that I am right now Going to go listen to one of my old podcasts And I'm going to record an episode of Flashback So, I'm going to record a a Donna Sugar show Big Silly Homo Flashback uh, And get back to those two So, I'm going to leave it here Kisses, darlings Mwah! Bye. Okay, with the program, has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend, you know how well, thank you so much, Chi-Chi. You are exactly right. My friends and darlings, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere. You can find podcasts online. And darlings, I love to hear from you. So give me a call at 716-236-8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at donnashugars.com, or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at Donna Sugars, and on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out on Tumblr at donasugars.tumblr.com. Tumblr, that amazing place where physical beauty was enjoyed by all in all of its splendor, and thanks to prudes, now all you can see are pet memes and funny text exchanges between moms and kids, and me, holding out that someday the dicks might return. That's tumblr.com. Kisses, darlings. Mwah! Bye! And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.